0: Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, friends, whenever you happen to be listening to this. This is Dwight Beal, and it is Monday, October 30. And I'm here with Tom Bursma, who I don't know all that well. So I'm looking forward to this opportunity to get to know, to know you better, Tom. Thanks for coming.
1: Uh, you're welcome. Glad to be here.
0: <laughs> so, Tom, when we start off, we, we love to just learn a little bit about the people who, were, who are our guests. So tell, tell me about your family.
1: Well, I was born in Holland. Wow. And so I live in Holland now. And so almost my entire life I've lived in Holland, except for a little time I was in Whalen, Michigan. Okay. And that's a whole other story. Okay. But um, I had gone to college at Calvin and was planning to be a lawyer. Wow. That that was my goal. Okay. And um, I was in law school, and I got a letter saying that. I would be drafted. This is the Vietnam War, that I would oh, wow. be drafted soon. Okay. So I just went back home figuring, you know, I'm going to be drafted. Yeah. And I went out for coffee with a friend of mine um, who said, well you, well, you should know this. You don't get drafted if you have a job as a teacher. Hmm. Well, the bells went off in my head. A teacher? I was planning to be a lawyer. Right. So I thought I'll just... uh See if I can find a teaching job. Now this is in the middle of the school year, and I have no teaching certificate, so you, the chances are slim. You're right. So I take start, a miracle. Yes, it would take a miracle. So I went from all kinds of high schools, and I would go in and I'd give my name and I'd say, "I'm just wondering, is there are there any openings?" Yeah. And you know, very few had an opening at that time. It's the middle of the school year. Huh. And then, of course, if the next step, if they said there is an opening, I'd have to say I don't really have a teaching certificate. Right. So the chances were slim.
0: Right. Very slim.
1: Um, And looming in the background was the Vietnam War. Right. And I had a second cousin whose name was Dave Bursma, who went to Vietnam and he died there. Hmm. And his family's never gotten over that. Wow. So, you know, those were wars. In those days that were fought for reasons that I think a lot of people didn't really see the purpose of the war. Right? Why are we even there? Mm-hmm. So that was in the back of my head. Sure. So um I was thinking, what am I ever going to do? But somehow or the other, a friend of mine called me one day and said, um, I understand you're looking for a teaching job. And I said, yes. said, well... This is Don Vandenbosch. I'm the principal at East Martin Christian School, and we need a teacher desperately right now because our teacher just left, and we don't have anybody. And we understand you're looking for a teaching job. Uh And I went, yes, I am, (laughs) Uh, knowing I didn't even have a teaching certificate.
0: Right. And And, did he even ask about that?
1: No, not right away. Okay. Okay. Uh, But then he said something that really shook me up. It's going to be third, fourth, and fifth grade. And I had no idea how do you teach three grades at the same time.
0: All in the same room? Yes. Wow.
1: This was a little tiny Christian school out in East Martin, and they had one teacher for three grades. Wow. But I didn't want to go to Vietnam. Right. So So I took it? I took it. So it was quite an experience, but what happened is I fell in love with teaching. Mm -hmm. Even I can remember sitting there and saying to myself, I love this. And so I changed my career right then and there. And eventually, of course, I would get a job at Holland Christian, and I taught there for 33 years. Wow. But I taught at East Martin for five
0: years. And did you ever get a teaching
1: certificate? Um, yes, I did. Okay. Many years later, but then when I finally did, I, I think it was Holland Christian. I can remember going to the principal and saying, I finally have it, and handing it. And he said, Okay, good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he hired you without a teaching he, certificate he, as well. He, he
1: did, yes. Um, I think it was the Lord doing that.
0: Well, I'm positive it was yeah, the Lord. Because
1: I, I was at the right place at the right time when they needed a teacher at East Martin. Yeah. And when I walked into Holland Christian, that teacher had just left and I think he would have hired anybody. Right. So I got the job, but then it ended up being my career and I taught there for
0: That's a huge awesome. time. Yep. Now when you got your first job in East Martin, were you married at that point? Um no. So you were a single man? Yes. And then when when did Vanna come into the picture?
1: Well, we were we were already sort of engaged. Okay. So we decided once I got a job and was making money, mm. um, We could get married. Uh Uh-huh. So um, we got married after we moved to Holland um, shortly thereafter. Okay. Um, And then from that point on. um,
0: So after you get the Holland Christian job. Yes, yes. Okay, gotcha. All right. And then you had how many kids? Three.
1: Yeah, we have three boys. Uh Uh-huh. Our oldest son, Bob, uh, lives in Holland. He works for the Holland Police Department. Mm -hmm. Our second son, Jeff, um, started out also as sort of a missionary, but eventually when he got a family, he decided he needed more money, and he became a financial advisor. Okay. And he's my financial advisor today. Fantastic. Yes.
0: We all need one of those. Yep.
1: And then, of course, my third son is Tom. Tom Jr. Yes, who's lived in the Philippines for a long time, and we're hoping that in 2024 he's going to come home. Oh, Okay. Uh, we can talk to him. You know, the amazing thing today yeah. is that when somebody is ten thousand miles away, you can talk to him. You can actually see him.
0: Isn't it I incredible? just set my
1: my iPhone down and talk to him, and he pops up. He knows more about the technology than I do. Right. But he, on the other end, he sets it up so that Perfect. we can not only talk <laughs> but we can see each other. Right.
0: Oh, it's awesome. So, how many grandkids? You have. We have 11 okay you yeah. got you have any great grandkids? No okay
1: no they're a little slow on getting married. Oh, but the oldest one, Rachel who is Tom's oldest daughter uh-huh. is engaged
0: Oh, okay. and they've come
1: to America now because you know when you're in, when you're an American living in the Philippines it's okay when you're a little kid mm. but when you get to be an adult you think do I want to spend my life here? Right So she's engaged and they're going to Wheaton. And I think that it won't be long we'll be invited to a wedding. All
0: right, that's exciting.
1: And if that happens, that means Tom'll have to come home too.
0: Right? <laughs> At least sure, At least sure. for a while. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a great story, Tom. Thanks for telling us about that. And let's let's jump into our Bible reading today, and we're we're going to be reading out of John chapter 11. And we're picking it up Kind of almost halfway through the story already, so I'm going to give just a little bit of context uh, so that once Tom starts reading, uh, we'll have our bearings. So Jesus and his disciples have just been ministering, and the the heat is kind of getting turned up, and he's he's starting to to get some real serious opposition from the Jewish leaders, even to the point where they're threatening to kill him. So Jesus and the disciples, they head out into the wilderness, away from the crowds, and while they're out in the wilderness, word comes to Jesus from his friends Mary and Martha that their brother Lazarus is sick. And the exact words of the message are, Lord, the one you love is sick, Yes, which is beautiful because it shows that he's very close to this family, right? And it's, but instead of rushing to his aid— he just stays there for a couple days, you know? And, and he says in, in John eleven four, this sickness will not end in death. No, it's for God's glory that God's son may be glorified through it. So then they head back to Judea, and that's where we pick up the story. So, Tom, if you could take us uh, into John 11, verses 17 through 27.
1: And when Jesus arrived he found that he had been he found that he had been in the tomb 4 days already Now Bethany was near Jerusalem less than 2 miles away and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Miriam to comfort them concerning their brother But when Martha heard that that Jesus was coming she went and met him but Miriam remained in the house And Martha said to Jesus, I I have a Jewish Bible here, so it says Yeshua. Oh, So I'm reading Jesus, but my Bible says Yeshua. Okay. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you may ask of God, God will give you. So Yeshua said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, well, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. So Yeshua said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, shall shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And she said to him, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who has come to the world.
0: Thank you. So, Tom, as you read that, what, what, what jumps off the pages to you?
1: Well, I think for uh, Martha and Mary, they never expected this to happen. Of course. They knew he was a great teacher. They had probably heard that he had done some miracles. But to raise somebody from the dead?
0: That, that wasn't worked. even in their, in their minds.
1: No, no. So they had no idea. Right. So this is a very significant moment in Jesus' life. Because he does the first time he does a miracle where he actually raises somebody from the dead, mm-hmm. and you can imagine that doesn't just stay there. I mean, everybody talks. The Jewish community was very close, and I would imagine that the that the word got out very quickly what had happened, mm-hmm. and so it changed his whole ministry.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But. So far we we don't know. We don't see the raising yet. No, no. And and Martha doesn't get it yet. No, no. Right? Uh, don't you love Martha's honesty with Jesus? She's she's like if you would have been here this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Right? Uh it's almost like do do you think she's almost blaming him? Yes. I
1: think that she's felt you could have healed him and he wouldn't have died. Right? But now it's not on her radar, you could actually raise him from the dead. Right. That was not on her radar. Right. So she was weeping and, and sorrowful, and, but at the same time, blaming him a little bit. Why didn't you get here? Right. If you were to come, and of course, they didn't have telephones in those days, <laughs> right. but she figured where he was, he was probably just going along, taking his time, talking to people, Preaching a little bit, he wasn't in any hurry to get there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can you can understand her frustration. Oh yes, right. <laughs> I mean, they sent word to him, probably in plenty of time for him oh, to get there.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Right. So they're frustrated because now their brother has died. Yeah. And if he would have only only hurried a little bit, because they were good friends. Yeah. He knew them well. Yeah. And she's thinking. Why didn't you just come right away? Right, you could have. You could have saved him. You could have healed him. Right, the one you love is sick. Exactly. Yeah. So now she's. I think deep down, there's kind of an anger or frustration. Yeah. Why yeah. didn't you come? Why didn't you come? Right. We lost our brother.
0: Right. And and Tom, don't we feel that sometimes in our lives? Oh yes. Why Jesus? Why didn't you show up? Yes. The way I thought you would. Yes.
1: If you're praying about something, and the answer doesn't happen right away, then you go, Lord, where are you? Yeah. What What are you doing? I'm, I've been praying about this for a couple of weeks, and I don't see anything going on. Right. Are you there? Right. Do you hear me? Yes. Are you going to do anything? Yeah.
0: Yep. So we can so oh, relate. Yes.
1: Exactly. This is how we respond. So you can understand. How Mary and Martha felt. Yeah. Because we've probably been there, maybe not to that degree losing right. a brother, yeah. but the same frustration. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there are times where it just feels like Jesus' timing is all wrong. Mm-hmm. And it usually because it feels like he's taking too long. Yes. Right? Yes. I mean, rarely do we feel like, wow, he showed up too soon. Yeah. You know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think part of it is at that time, they didn't really. Know who he was? They had no idea that he would one day be crucified.
0: Mm-hmm. They had
1: no idea of this. You can't see the future. Right. They just thought he was a great rabbi, yeah, and that he sometimes healed people, yeah. But they're frustrated. Why didn't you hurry?
0: Yeah, yeah. It is interesting here in verse twenty-seven. Martha actually expresses. I mean, it seems like she gets some of the big picture. Yes. yes, Lord, she said, I believe you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. So she she must have known her Torah. Yes, yes, yes. You know, she knew that there was a Messiah coming and that Jesus was probably it. Well,
1: Jesus was very close to this
0: family. Yeah. So they had talked to him. They had
1: eaten with him. I think they had insights into who he was yeah, much more so than the general than the op- average person. Yes,
0: yeah, I would agree with that. Let's see, I'm just uh, perusing my notes here. Uh, yeah, I I think we. I mean, this is just getting us into the the heart of this drama, and it's kind of a cliffhanger. Uh, we'll we'll talk more tomorrow about. Uh, where where we pick up the story, but I think a good place for us to end, Tom, is right here, of just saying, listeners, you know, think about that time in your life, or maybe you're in that time right now, mm-hmm. where you're praying for something, and you're trusting God for something, and it just seems like Jesus's timing is all wrong. Yes, hang on.
1: Yes, that's that's not unusual. Yeah, because many, many times God is. He's hearing us, and he's moving, but not on our schedule. That's right. He has a different schedule.
0: Right. But his timing is always perfect. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Okay. God bless you, listeners. We will talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God.